The scripture reading for today is John 16, 5 to 15. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. To our Sunday worship, uh, even though we are meeting virtually, uh, we trust that, uh, that you are worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth. And may the face of God uh, shine upon you. And may he minister to you uh, this morning as you gather and also hear uh, the word of the Lord. So we have began uh, this year, 2021, with the theme, Unstoppable Work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as Pastor Daniel mentioned, it's been a um, great week that as many of our congregation members joined in together in this movement of prayer and also reading uh, the scripture uh, together. And I believe that God is doing something special as a community, uh, pray together, but also reading the scripture. Um, actually, I just want to remind you that reading the scripture together as a community is very, very important. Because when God gave his word uh, to Israelites and even to early church, God gave his word in the context of community. So that when you read the word of the Lord in a community setting, whether it's a family or small group or as a church, that is when that you are able to understand and grow deeper uh, in your understanding of the word of the Lord. Uh, yes, we do encourage for you to read also individually and that you need to do individual scripture reading whether it's a quiet time and Bible study on your own as well. But when God gave Israelites early church and even all these epistles, it was in the context of community. So I do encourage you uh, to really um, join in in this scripture reading together as a community uh, this year. Uh, having said that, uh, today uh, I will be sharing uh, from Gospel of John, chapter 16, from verse 5 to 15, with a title called, Better Than Staying uh, Beside. So our theme is Unstoppable Work of the Holy Spirit. It is our prayer that all of us will be captured and will partner in, in the Holy Spirit so that we will be filled with His Spirit, but also used 
by the Spirit of Christ. And therefore, it is very important for us to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, so for the next 12 weeks, we are going through the series under Unstoppable Work of the Holy Spirit, the Doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Now, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, uh, there are two unhealthy um, understanding or two extremes. The one of the uh, extreme uh, attitude is that we treat Holy Spirit as it or even object. Maybe whether it's due to a new age movement or uh, maybe wrong understanding that we treat Holy Spirit as a tool or something that we can command even through prayer. Holy Spirit, do this. Holy Spirit, do this and that. So we treat Holy Spirit not as a person or the third person of triune God, but something that we can use in order to establish or accomplish our own desire or purpose, even in our faith. On the other hand, uh, some of us, uh, we overemphasize um, even this third person of triune God in a way that everything is about Holy Spirit. Uh, some of us, we are uh, having unhealthy balance when it comes to spiritual gifting, uh, so that rather than focusing on the giver of the spiritual gifts, uh, we focus too much on whether it's a healing or a gift of tongue or prophecy, and all those things are good gifts, and yet we focus too much on those rather than uh, the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And, and sometimes uh, people hear, oh, everything is about Holy Spirit. Uh, whether uh, we get sick, then everything is about Satan. So on the other hand, it's like everything is Holy Spirit. Uh, should I wear you know, blue color of sweater or red color of sweater? Holy Spirit, what do you think? And overemphasize about the Holy Spirit and so on. So we need to have healthy understanding and balance when it comes to personhood of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a person. He invites us into intimate relationship with God. He requires obedience from our end and also inviting all of us into this eternal partnership. So therefore, Jesus in this story, in this passage, is saying that his departure actually was for the good of the disciples. What does it mean? That he was actually leaving eventually the disciples for their own good. It doesn't mean that now relationship with Jesus and disciples is unhealthy or destructive uh, relationship so that therefore he needs to good, he needs to leave. You know, sometimes in unhealthy relationship, uh, you need to leave unhealthy relationship. But that's not what Jesus meant in this story. So then what does it mean for Jesus to leave for the benefit of the disciples? And there are three things that I would like to share from today's message. Number one, it is better that his spirit is living inside. We know that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is explaining eventually he will leave his disciples so that uh, the spirit of Jesus will 
come. In verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus is saying that he will be leaving so that he will be able to send the Spirit of Jesus. So J.D. Greer, in his book, Jesus Continued, uh, he explains the Spirit's presence inside them, or the disciples, or all of us, he said, will be better than himself beside them. So rather than Jesus staying beside his disciples, it is better for the Spirit of Jesus dwelling inside them. When Jesus came 2,000 years ago, that he himself limit uh, into the human body and he limited himself even with the space. What it means was that when Jesus was in Jerusalem, uh, he didn't go to Rome all of a sudden. So he himself, even though he was God himself, he limited himself into the human body. But the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is never limited with a space. Even the Holy Spirit is indwelling in people who are in Jerusalem, at the same time, the Spirit of Jesus Christ indwelling in people in Rome. The Holy Spirit is indwelling in all of us, those who are in the sanctuary, worshiping and recording and sending live stream. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, in every household, as you are worshiping in the Lord. So therefore, the Holy Spirit is never limited with a building or a space, whether we are physically separated or together. The Holy Spirit is working and dwelling in our missionaries in India, North Korea, in Africa, wherever they are. And this, the truth is that when we receive Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells in us permanently. So what does it mean? The Holy Spirit dwelling in us is inviting us into intimate relationship and fellowship with the God the Father. That you and I, even though we are physically separated and isolated, we are never isolated and disconnected from God. The Holy Spirit brings this empowering presence and omnipresence of God. That we are never separated, isolated it is true that we as a church and modern churches, we are so used to events, right? being busy, large gathering. As if uh, success of a church or the fruit of the church is determined by how many people show up into the building or a large gathering. So if we see it that way, it is very discouraging because we just finished like the end of 2020 and we began 2021 but this sanctuary is like empty I only see like headcount like seven of you 
But in faith, we are rejoicing, and God is working something special because in spirit right now, the many of you are joining. And we are on the same page and worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, those of you who are right now worshiping alone, right in front of TV or smartphone or computer, you are never alone because Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. That you can enjoy intimate fellowship with God the Father, but also intimate fellowship with all of us because we are being united through the Holy Spirit. And when you are alone, the Holy Spirit is inviting you and saying, you know what? That you can have a deep fellowship with me. And it's a part of the spiritual discipline and part of the spiritual training that we need to also learn what it means. That we as a church, maybe we are so used to being busy and creating events and programs and, and see how many people are coming into large gathering, but maybe this is a season where we need to equip our congregation members to grow deeper in our fellowship with God through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit is never stopping and continually inviting us into this great fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. On the other hand, when there's no recognition of the Holy Spirit, our lives become lifeless and powerless. One of the famous um, uh, singer, Bono, you know, lead singer of U2, I mentioned about YouTube and my kids go, what's YouTube? <laughs> they know YouTube, but not YouTube. But Bono said, you know, who's a Christian, religion is what happens when the spirit has left the building. Even if a lot of people gather together, when the spirit is missing in our, whatever we pursue, it becomes religion. Students, that you can pursue your own dreams and goals and pursue like uh, excellent grading and school, and yet when the Holy Spirit is missing, your life becomes purposeless in the eyes of God. Marriage, family, how many marriages and how many families are missing this work or recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit? Therefore, we don't really connect with one another. We try to connect with our out of our own personality or our own physical attractiveness. And yet, when the Holy Spirit is missing in the relationship and communication, we feel so dry, powerless, lifeless. Whether it's marriage or raising our children and studying and pursuing in our everyday life. So Jesus describes this Holy Spirit as a helper. Maybe perhaps because it describes a helper, we think that it's an object or something that we command, like helper in our work, assistant. But when the Bible talks about helper, even Adam and Eve, the relationship or the work of the Holy Spirit, helper means bringing completion. The Holy Spirit will bring completion of our understanding of who God is. The Holy Spirit will bring completion in our 
intimate fellowship with God, a Holy Spirit will bring completion in our gathering, a Holy Spirit will bring completion even in our marriage, in every relationship, so that we connect. We begin to understand each other. We begin to have a soul-to-soul conversation and interaction with one another. And for this wonderful, wonderful reason that Christ has left physically so that the Spirit of Christ will indwell in us. So then let me ask you, brothers and sisters, how much are you recognizing this work of the Holy Spirit indwelling in you? How much do you recognize this Holy Spirit dwelling in your marriage and ministering into you, ministering into your family, empowering you so that you will do your work, whether it's a study or your career, job, whether we are uh, getting ready for our worship service. And I think more and more, because we're doing live stream, we're relying upon the Holy Spirit, because there's no way that I can see your face, whether you're worshiping or not. But it is the Holy Spirit ministering to you right now, even through this stream. That is why it is better for Jesus to leave physically, so the Spirit of Jesus inside of us. Number two. It is better that we are becoming like Jesus. You know, staying beside Jesus versus becoming like Jesus. 2,000 years, years ago when Jesus was doing public ministry, there are many, many people who are beside Jesus. Disciples, but also the crowds, audience. The crowds they were beside Jesus, hearing Jesus' message. They witnessed Jesus driving out demons, healing the sick, performing miracles. But just because they were beside Jesus, it didn't mean that their lives were being transformed. Even Pharisees and religious leaders were beside Jesus. Even disciples who are closely taking along and following along near Jesus, when the crisis, persecution came, they all ran away. Even though Jesus was beside them, they were fighting. They were competing. They were jealous. Putting one another down, criticizing. But when did they change, the disciples? We understand when the Holy Spirit came, when the Spirit of Jesus was indwelling in them and shaping them, and so that they were becoming more like Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, it is better for us to become more like Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit than physically trying to stay beside Jesus. But there are many, many brothers and sisters who've been churched, you've been beside Jesus. Maybe those of you who've been churched for like 30, 40 years or plus, you feel like church, you've been beside church. You've been beside Jesus. But God wants us to grow deeper, more than that, being transformed. So the Holy Spirit in us beginning to shape us. 
to be more like Christ. And that is a shaping work and the power of the Holy Spirit inside us. And that is the power and the purpose of sanctification process so that we become like Christ. That we become the worthy of the children of God. So what does the Holy Spirit do inside of us? He helps us to bear spiritual fruit, which we will talk about later. He disconstruct, but also reconstruct. The Holy Spirit demolish our sinful nature, our false selfhood that is being shaped by the world and sin and greed, our own self-centeredness, and begin to reconstruct and shape into the image of Christ. In verse 8, And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So that's what Holy Spirit does, convicting us about sin, greed, But at the same time, he says, reshaping us. In verse 12 and 13, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. When the disciples were not ready, the Holy Spirit will wait, and yet as they continually grow in their relationship with God, the Holy Spirit will continually shape them and mold them. And this work of the Holy Spirit is unstoppable and never-ending. You see, when we hear the word of the Christ, we cannot obey on our own. But it is the Holy Spirit is empowering us to respond to the word of the truth, because on our own, our own sinful nature will not allow or will not empower us to go deeper in our own relationship with God. But Holy Spirit teaches us, enables us, empowers us, beckons us, and shapes us. And there's a partnership. And this unstoppable the work of the Holy Spirit never ends. Not only to our young people, but even to seniors. You know, our founding pastor is 97 years old. And his wife is 90. And I was spending some time uh, with them uh, at the end of the year. And this is what uh, his wife said. You know, these days I'm learning something new that I never learned when I was 80 years old. <laughs> There's something that you learn Look, at 80, that you never understood at the age of 70. Isn't that incredible? This work of the Holy Spirit is teaching us and shaping us unstoppable. And we do have some of the college students, like you are, like Holy Spirit is shaping you right now. And praise the Lord. But you know what? When you turn 30, when you turn 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, the Holy Spirit, the work and shaping is never ending. 
And I think that gives a hope, right? Because even to our parents, and for those of us who are parents, my older daughter, she's in third year university, you know, she'll be actually going back today. Even my younger, younger daughter, she's grade 12, she'll be leaving to go to college next year. You feel like you're anxious, like you need to teach everything before they leave. But you know what? The Holy Spirit, the work, will continue on even after they leave, even after they get married, even after they become grown-ups. The work of the Holy Spirit will continue on even after you pass. Because I remember my grandmother who became Christian. And he really wanted my father to become Christian. So whenever my grandmother meets my father, he will say, Son, I want you to go to church. I want you to meet Jesus Christ. But my father, who was atheist back then, he did not respond to my grandmother. Even when she was passing her uh, last comment, last wish to my father was like, Son, I want you to go to church. My father didn't listen. But 10 years after my grandmother passing, the Holy Spirit working and convicting my father to respond. And eventually he became Christian. And now he's serving church as an elder. Praise the Lord. Even in marriage, maybe those of us, those of you who've been live, living together for past like 20 years and 30 years. And some of you feel like, it's like, it's like, it's struggle, right? Because maybe personalities, like the way of communicating, still not working out. I remember one wife, this comes to me, Pastor Jason, is like, my, my husband is like a loto, you know, 649. Oh, is that good? Like, no, like, never, never match. Never match. It never gets right. We get frustrated. But you know what? The Holy Spirit working in your husband, the Holy Spirit working in your wife, continually shaping you and molding you. Never give up. Because there's an unstoppable work of the Holy Spirit shaping you. Even today. Even this year. Is there a broken relationship? Is there a broken marriage? Is there hurt, hopelessness, powerlessness, lifelessness? What Jesus is saying is that I will continually work in your life. I will continually shape you. I will never stop. And it takes place through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said it is better for Holy Spirit is indwelling in you. Third point, it is better that life of Jesus being fired up. In verse 14, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You know, Holy Spirit is not only like spark or igniting the fire, but Holy Spirit is continually helps us to consume and being filled so that we get fired up. You 
that Jesus Christ was born through a virgin birth because he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. We know church was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit the day of Pentecost. Therefore, the word of the Lord, their life being ignited and sparked, but also being filled and fired up by the presence of the Holy Spirit. The book that I mentioned, uh, written by J.D. Greer, uh, Jesus Continue, he talks about the dynamic relationship between the Word and Spirit. And I hope and pray that as our church is doing Bible reading campaign, not only just reading the Word of the Lord to gain information, but we need to rely upon the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And he mentions about this relationship in such a way. He says, the word is eternal and unchanging. Spirit's direction is temporary and varied. The word gives us promises. The spirit compels us to risk in certain situation. The word outlines the mission. The spirit inspires a vision. The word sets the standard. The spirit guides us the operation. The word shows us the end game. The spirit points to a starting place. The word sets our expectations. The spirit inspires our dream. The word describes the character of God. The spirit pulls us into his emotions. The word gives us revelation. The spirit illumines the explanation. The word provides the content. The spirit brings the conviction. The word helps us to know. The spirit enables us to learn. The word commands us to obey. The spirit beckons us to follow. Therefore, that you and I, that we need to be filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit who is dwelling in us. That you and I being born again because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And you and I can be sanctified because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And you and I will be empowered to live out as the children of God and through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why John chapter 14, verse 18 says, I will not leave you as orphan. I will come to you. That God has never abandoned us like orphans, but the presence of God through the Holy Spirit, not only igniting, but also firing up in us with a passion for the gospel and intimate desire and love towards God. Therefore, we need to continue on whatever we do, whether it's ministry or even small group, whether we are studying, pursuing God-given mission in our workplace by the presence of the Holy Spirit. We don't do it out of our own human charming or unique attractiveness or even outgoing personality. Did you know that many, many spiritual giants were like introvert? But they made a huge impact not because of their personality, but they made impact because of the power of the Holy Spirit working inside them. Susan Perman said, We burn out as Christians because we burn the wick without the oil. Now, Pastor Changsu uh, talked about uh, 10 virgins 
from story of Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. For when the foolish took their lambs, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lambs. The foolish are the ones actually burning the wick. But wise are the ones burning the oil, which is the Holy Spirit. The wise people of God, whether it's marriage or ministry or leading or working, we don't burn our own lives or being consumed, but we burn the power of the Holy Spirit. And we are being filled by the Holy Spirit. And we are being fired up by the work of the Holy Spirit. That's when we are able to obey the word of the Lord. That's when we are able to apply the word of the Lord. That's when we are able to make impact in our children or people that we meet through the Holy Spirit. So I hope and pray that you and I, we understand that it was for our better. And it is better that Holy Spirit is working inside of us. It is better that we are becoming like Christ every day being shaped. It is better for us to be not only sparked, but being fired up with a passion for the love and purpose. Whatever that we do, whether it's missions or ministry or everyday life tasks or chores. So I hope and pray this week that you will experience this presence of the Holy Spirit even more tangible way. Whether you are eating together as a family, there's a Holy Spirit ministering to one another. Connect. Listen to one another. Speak to one another through the power of the Holy Spirit. Bless one another. When you worship today and as you wrap up, acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit in your marriage. Whether you are saying kind words to your children, Students, after this, as you go back to library or you're sitting in front of the computer, acknowledge that there's Holy Spirit empowering you to study and focus and give you wisdom. So do everything with this power and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Living out dynamic spiritual life through the Holy Spirit living inside of us. It is a promise of God. Let's pray together. As we close our eyes, those of us who receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we have a Holy Spirit indwelling us. Can we thank God for this presence of the Holy Spirit? And as we pray, let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to minister to us so that even when we are alone, we're not isolated or separated, that we are able to enjoy intimacy with God. But not only when you're alone, but when you meet and spend time with your family or other fellow brothers and sisters, uh, would you pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me to Will you see one another and others and minister to them and connect through your work of the Holy Spirit? Maybe those of us who are struggling to really obey the word of the Lord and feel so dry, 
Let's Holy Spirit to fill us up so that we'll be fired up again with this power of the Holy Spirit. Let us respond through prayer right now. Let's pray. Those of you who are worshiping together with the family, uh, with your spouse, uh, would you hold uh, your spouse's hands, your children's hand, and pray together at this time? Holy Spirit, would you unite our family to love you and to love one another? Help us to be connected, not only physically, because we are together, but help us be connected also from heart to heart, soul to soul, through your spirit. By loving you and by living out your will and desire as a family. Those of you who are worshiping alone, uh, recognize that you are not alone. Would you bless our church community and your family or parents or your children uh, that are physically separated, you can still minister to them through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray for them? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your promise and fulfillment of sending your spirit that everything that we do and who we are that we recognize and experience this the presence of you through your spirit lord not only our church building is a sad place when we do not experience your spirit but even our family and every day uh, ordinary life uh, without recognition of this presence of the Holy Spirit will be a sad place, sad activity. So Lord, help us to acknowledge, recognize, and experience and grow deeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.